Fred Van Vliet. If I have to tell you how good he is, then you haven't been paying attention to the NBA. Fred Van Vliet is legit. They got Uncle Jeff Green. These are all great additions. They are basically the bean team last year. The additions, new coach, new system. They are formidable. And that's all I'm going to say. Delmas, the fact that he only took four shots in 30 minutes is unacceptable. You, he should be getting at least 15 a game. I think that I mentioned this last time as well. Like, he's so into getting shots for other players. I feel like he forgets that he needs to also get his own shots and, like, dominate in the paint as well. These couple of games have been, like, really, really disappointing. Because, again, we get it. We do not have Fox. But, like, these guys should be able to step up. And I'm, I'm just really like, I'm like at a loss for words. Like, Welcome to the Beam Unit. It's Daily, joined by my co-pilots, Naima and Elizabeth. What's going on? What up, what up? Uh, they were kind enough to join me, even though I'm sure they didn't want to. Um, and, and I hope they could give me a, a report on some women's college basketball and or college basketball and what happened tonight. First quarter, both teams start off slow. Kings seemed like they had a little more urgency than the last outing. Herter steals a pass on defense. Domas stays vertical and makes Sengun miss a baby hook. Herter makes two threes. Is he back? Maybe. I don't know. Monk comes in the game and hits a three. But with all that, the Rockets still managed to have a 10-point lead at the end of the first, if not more. Second quarter comes. Herter hits his third three. Davion hits a three. But then the Kings have multiple poor possessions on offense. A lot of them were just players not pulling the trigger and passing the ball off and then having someone take a last-second shot. Uh, not optimal. And at one point, HB bails us out by hitting a last-second mid-range jumper, uh, which is never optimal for any team. Um, and for whatever reason, actually there's multiple reasons, the Rockets lead balloons 20 or more. Uh, Elizabeth and Naima, uh, if you did watch any of this or were listening, what are your takeaways? Um, I mean, I watched the whole game and then like after halftime, I kind of just let it be background noise, but I would say they started off. I thought the Kings started off good. Um, you know, I liked the shot selection early, uh, but then the problem, you know, presents itself. It's our defense. I mean, we, we suck. I mean, point blank period. We sucked on defense. We let the Houston Rockets dictate the entire game. They were getting to their spots. They were hitting all their shots and that's just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm disappointed that they had that this similar type of game on Saturday. And, you know, Katie said it on the broadcast that they had a long film session and they still come out and they played worse. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, this team last season showed that, you know, after a bad loss, they'd come back and they'd at least be competitive the next game. So I'm just super disappointed that this team, uh, there was just no sense of urgency. There was no, it just seems like guys kind of gave up. And I hate to say that, but it, it just seems like that. seems like they were just a step slow um, from everything. So just a very frustrating uh, game. And they got punched in the mouth. And you know what? They need to learn They need to learn quick and uh, get this shit turned around. Because, I mean, if De'Aaron Fox gets hurt, they need to be able to sustain, you know, games without him. Because we don't know when he's coming back. Um, he can't be our savior every freaking time. Uh, because if he does sustain an injury and has to be out longer, you know, a longer period of time, these guys need to fucking step up. And I just have not seen it um, in these past two games, especially coming off a very uh, like productive and very competitive game against the Warriors. I just don't see how, and this ain't the same Rockets team. This Rockets team 
is very well coached and they have a lot of good young players. But for them not to even be competitive with this team, it's very fucking disappointing. So yeah, I'm I'm irritated. Like this shit pisses me off. And we all talk about expectations. And what I expect from this team is to be competitive, like you say, just fight. And I you know me, I never say, oh, this team should win or oh, I predict this record, this road record to be two and one or whatever. I, d- I just don't do that. But what I will expect from this team is for them to play their best ball, uh, to at least play to their average. Um, but they haven't done that and in this road series. So it's, it's a little frustrating. But anywho, moving forward with the game, uh, by the third quarter, we got Jordan Ford minutes. Again, the Kings have multiple poor possessions on offense. And at one point, I think the Rockets were almost up by 40, if not by 40. Um, Even Davion is missing his signature layups, his blow-by layups. Um, There was a nice ATO, though, with Monk and Miggy connecting again for another oop. Um, Fourth quarter comes. We get Keon Ellis minutes. And Keon, as usual, impacts the game and gets a steal and hits four threes. If he hits a fifth three, uh, let me know. I'll check right now. He did finish with 15 points. I think he was the leading scorer for the Kings. Mindy McNair, you know what to do. Sign this man to a regular contract. Every time Keon Ellis gets on the floor, good things happen. Um, And it's only a matter of time. Just like I've said that Colby Jones was undeniable, I think that Keon Ellis is undeniable. And and yeah, granted, we probably have way too many two guards, way too many people between the height of 6'3 and 6'5. But if they help you win and they impact the game in one way or another, we have to pay, play a three-guard lineup every now and then. So be it. Um, I think it would be worth it. I think Keon gives you incredible value. Five minutes ago, the Kings cut the 40-point lead to 31. So let's celebrate that. Um, Rockets controlled the game so much that we got Boban, Marjanovic minutes. And I love the Houston crowd. They were cheering uh, him on to at least score. I don't think he did. Liz, any more takeaways? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on two. Um, Sabonis had four points at the half and only t- on two shots. That's absolutely unacceptable. Um, you, w- When your best player is out with De'Aaron Fox not being on the floor, Sabonis is our best player. So he has to be more aggressive. As Matt Barnes said on the halftime show, he's like, I don't care if Sabonis goes two for fucking ten you know, at halftime. He has to get his offense going, especially when De'Aaron Fox is not on the floor and when the rest of the team is struggling. He has to be aggressive. He has to be the lead on offense when there is no De'Aaron Fox. So the fact that he only took two shots at halftime, that is just, it's unacceptable. He cannot, he can't do that anymore. Like he has to be aggressive. I would love to see him, especially when De'Aaron Fox is not on the floor, at least between like the 15 to 18 field goal range, um, you know, mid range, getting to the basket, whatever he's got to do. He absolutely let Sangoon dominate him tonight like he got outplayed everyone did but Sabonis is just disappointing that he really got outplayed yeah and shout out to our man uh Torino he did tweet uh this one really interesting tweet and he said I guess there's no question now on who the king's leader really is and I thought that was profound to me Uh, I think people always say it's Domas and Fox but I think with tonight's outing although a very small sample size I think you know what he's alluding to um, but yeah, I watched like most of the first half, but I didn't really watch the second because I was tuned into the LSU Colorado game. But honestly, all I can say about that game is like we just played some 
of the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Like the Rockets were going to the rim with ease. They were hitting shots from outside because we were defending and leaving players open. Honestly, um, I just couldn't wait for the game to be over (laughs) because of how bad it was. Um, But I do agree with what Liz was saying. Like, Domas, the fact that he only took four shots in 30 minutes is unacceptable. You, he should be getting at least 15 a game. I think that I mentioned this last time as well. Like, he's so into getting shots for other players. I feel like he forgets that he needs to also get his own shots and, like, dominate in the paint as well. Um, so definitely want to see more of that. Um, I love what I saw from Keon. As well, like you were mentioning daily, like he always makes an impact whenever he comes in. And I just love to see that, from a play- especially when like you rarely get any, like Keon rarely gets any playing time when it's like important minutes. So like for him to prove himself during the minutes that he is going to play, especially like in this blowout game, I just love seeing that as well. Um, I can't wait for Fox to be back. Um, I hope that ankle is healing well and fast because we need him desperately. We need his leadership. We need his scoring. We need his um, attack first mentality, all that. Uh, Yeah, I just hope um, he'll be back soon. Yeah, same. And I think everyone would agree with you. Uh, Let me just say, uh, Jalen Green got whatever he wanted today. And I also will say that Davion was mostly on Fred VanVleet. Jalen Green got 23 points and hit three from five from three. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Again, Davion was mostly on Fred VanVleet. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Alpi Sengun uh, was taking it to Sabonis all game. He finished with 17 and 12. So a double-double for him against the double-double machine, Domas Sabonis. Off the bench, Aaron Holiday got a nice 13 points on six for six shooting from the field. So if you're going 100% from the field, I- I'm telling you now, that's just, you're getting very little resistance. From the Kings. Katie did make a great point about how the Kings just didn't have a loss like this all year last year. I can't think of one. And if they was, it was against like the elite team, right? So I, I recall the Boston beating us by 20, um, the Bucks uh, killing us on their floor, things like that. But it was still somewhat competitive. And the Kings were getting good shots. And, you know, they would come back and maybe get the lead within six or eight. You know, those types of games. But there was nothing like this at all last season. So something is in the water. Something's going on with this team this year. And hopefully they figure it out. And it's more than just, oh, well, Fox is out. We all know this loss hits different, whether it's with Fox or without. Um, Shout out to Rockets GM Raphael Stone for making the right moves this summer to make these baby Rockets competitive. They are pretty much the bean team last year. New coach. A few key veteran pieces coming in with Uncle Jeff Green, um, everyone's favorite dickhead, Dylan Brooks, and Fred Benbleet. If you watch any basketball other than the Kings, you know those are solid players that will help your team win. So they're us last year. And so I have no idea why anybody would say that this is some easy win, uh, but there it is. They beat us twice. Uh, It's a little baffling that, you know, Mike Brown took them in the film room and they talked about Saturday's game and then they come out like this and they lose by an even larger margin, have an even, an even worse game. So yeah, I, I do get the concern. Uh, it was quite entertaining to me seeing my Twitter timeline filled with panic and a lot of peace signs were thrown out. A lot of people were giving up and saying, I'm not watching this. It's like interesting. 
six games in or five games in and we're already quitting on our team. And I understand uh, sometimes bad basketball is hard to watch, but hey, if I still get to see Colby Jones go off and Keon Ellis uh, do his thing, I'm more than happy to watch that. This was brutal, but yeah, I, I, I can never do that. Not to mention, I still have to do this podcast, so I can't front. So yeah, let, let's talk about this loss. Let's commiserate right now. And again, you guys are all sickos for coming in here after a loss like this. My goodness, what is wrong with you people? FJ, what's up, man? As far as this loss, yeah, it really hurts. I was highly disappointed. But at the same time, I am not worried in the slightest because like last year we started 0-4 and then look how we ended. We ended being the third seed. So like, sure, did people play bad? Yes. Now, do can people write us off yet? No, I don't think so. I still have faith in this team. We just played bad today and we played bad Saturday. Also, Keon Ellis is a stud. I really liked how I really liked how he played when the amount of minutes he was given. Thank you for saying that because I, I really do want that young man to get a regular contract. This two-way business, I mean, I understand. Lord knows what's happening in practice. We don't know like what they don't see in Keon, Keon Ellis to say, uh, you know, maybe he could wait, but uh, I think he's NBA ready. Every he time good. he's on the floor, he does well. Preseason game we had, he was very good. Well, no, not the first, but like our first game against the Warriors, the preseason, he was really good. Yeah, and I know people say, oh, well, that's preseason. Oh, he's doing it in garbage time. It's like it doesn't matter. Every time he's on the floor, great things happen. Am I correct? Yes, from what we've seen today, yes. Any other takeaways, FJ? Let's see. I'm sure Domas played bad, but like like one of y'all said, when Fox is out, Domas has to step up because he's our second best player. So when Fox is out, he has to take that, you know, lead the charge and stuff. And so and like Liz said, Sabonis like Sabonis can score. Like instead of having to rely on like people like Fox, Herder, Murray, and uh, Monk, he can score. He can drive. He can be aggressive. We just need more of that. Exactly. Like, like if no one's gonna step up, if people are having an off night shooting, then he has to be the one to step up and take like more shots rather than just you know setting a screen, kicking it off to Herder or Murray for the three, and for them to end up missing. And I think it's fair to say, well, you know, and you guys are gonna burn your burn me at the stake, but uh, honestly, I, I think it's arguable on who our second best player is. I think at times, uh, and I'm only strictly speaking about the playoffs, and at times uh, this year. But I think Malik Monk is right up in the discussion as far as being the second best player. I think he's one of the best players performers that we have next to Fox. Um, he also seems to, I love that Monk Muse is giving me a 100 right now because, you know, the name checks out, right? But seriously, he makes shots under duress. Uh, he's very clutch and um, he has heart and he's one of the few people that could get his own shot off. So I'm going to put Monk right there in the discussion of the second best player title for the Kings. Um, anything else to add, FJ? I was just about to get to Monk because Monk, ever since Fox has been out, Monk has really been the one to step up these like past two, three games against the Warriors and the two against the Rockets. Monk has been the one to step up if nobody else would. And he's coming off the bench too. So like, at times you can. At times it's Domas, and other times it's Monk. You can really flip flop between the two. Who's the second best player on the Kings? Absolutely. And you know what? Later on, I do want us to talk about the discussion of whether Monk should start or not. Um, but let's not talk about that yet. Thank you, FJ. Uh, do you have any more? Anything else to add? No, sir. I'm good. FJ, we appreciate you coming through. Jordan, what's up, man? 
Hey, how's it going? It's going well. So one thing I took away from this game, or at least something that I saw on my timeline, people need to stop blaming the refs. At the half, it was 22 free throws for the Rockets, and what was it, four for the Kings? People need to stop blaming the refs. This was just poor defense. Completely poor defense by the Kings. And just to kind of hop on what everybody else was saying, you can't have an hour-long session after you lose by nearly 20 in the last game and then come out worse. I'm not worried because, again, like Joseph said, we have Mike Brown still. Fox isn't back. And we have to talk about Trey Lyles as well. Trey Lyles isn't back either. And I believe Trey Lyles would have been able to at least not allow us to get punked this badly, even if we did lose. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I took away from this game. I agree with you. There's just a lot of there's a lot of focus on the defensive end this year, and I get it. We were bottom we were like bottom three in defense last year. I completely understand that, but we need to move the ball. And the last thing again that everybody is saying, Sabonis cannot play that way. You were seventh in MVP voting. You were the rebound leader last year. You are our second all-star and our second all-NBA center. You cannot put up four shots when Fox is out. You have to do something. You have to step up and be the leader on this team. And unless Sengun improves significantly, which wouldn't surprise me, I, I think he's super talented, but I recall Domas dominating him last season. He did. He did dominate him last year. Sabonis did well against a lot of centers last year. I don't know if it's still the playoffs in a set because he's still rebounding really good. He's still the rebounding leader this year, I think, with like 14.2 rebounds. That might change after tonight. But, but you have, again, you just have to play better. You cannot, you cannot play that way. You have to take more shots. I agree with what they said on the broadcast. You, I don't care if he shoots two of 10. You need to put up more shots than that. If Monk is the only one doing the work, there's a serious problem with this team. But on the positive side, I will say we did start badly last year as well. We were 2-4 and four last year. We had similar ratings in offense and similar ratings in defense. We never suffered a loss this bad, but I believe that this team can bounce back. They need to light This fire needs to be lit underneath them, and I believe that this game will do that. But some serious adjustments need to be made for this team in order for them to win. And by adjustments, and we might as well talk about it right now. Um, on Discord, maybe... Uh, the Deuce and Mo Discord, uh, maybe a few, maybe on Reddit. I think I saw this as well. It's it's everywhere. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting Malik Monk should be starting. Uh, I disagree with that, but they also are saying Herter should be moved to the bench, uh, which I do agree with somewhat. We talked about this in the first space. We 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 said we all decided that oh, let's give it ten games. Let's do the whole Mike Brown mini season of ten games and, and see what happens then. After a loss like this, though, does this expedite the so-called hot seat on Kevin Herter? Does it make his seat hotter? What, what do you think, Jordan? No, I don't believe that this does. I believe that, once again, as the old saying goes, shooters shoot. Kevin Herter looked a lot better in this game, but I did notice that the fire had dimmed a little bit from the past couple of games. While he didn't shoot well, he was always rebounding well defending well, passing the ball, moving it around, even hit that clutch shot against the Lakers. I believe that people are 
overreacting to this uh, slump by Kevin Herter. We forget that he had this type of slump last year after the All-Star break and was able to get back into a groove towards the end of the season, fell off in the playoffs again. When it comes to pure shooters, they are going to fluctuate. Even when it comes to Malik Monk, Malik Monk had his shooting slumps as well. I remember there was probably like a 10-game stretch last year. Might have been less than that. But where Monk was not even scoring double digits off the bench. Oh, people wanted him gone. They they were hating that those two months where he was in total in a total slump. It was like, oh, here we go. ISO Monk. Remember that? Yeah, which is why people which is why I wasn't surprised that he was so low on the six man of the year rankings last year. I was shocked that he was at five. I expected him to be top three, but I'm not surprised that he didn't win it last year. Even though he was top. Uh I think he was wasn't he one in scoring off the bench last year? For six men and, and yeah, I think so. Again, so I believe people are overrating Monk just a little bit, but I will say I agree with the fact that he is our second best player, especially with the way Domas is playing right now. Domas has got to be more aggressive. Again, if Malik Monk is the one stepping up and Domas isn't, that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you, Jordan. Appreciate you. Uh, ben, what's up? Hey, Daddy. How are you, man? I'm well, dude. Hey, um, yeah, just interesting hearing you talk about um, potentially bringing Monk into the starting lineup. But I think this is kind of shining an even more glaring light on not only is Fox our best playmaker um, on this team, um, or maybe play finisher, maybe Domas is our best playmaker, but um, it's all. Is it fair to say that, that this year Fox is looking like our best defensive player in, this, in the starting lineup? Yeah, no, I would agree. He's leveled up tremendously on defense. He's looking and, like uh, almost like Davion right now. Yeah, and and I think it's um it, it's really shining a light on the rest of the starters as well, and 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 this roster the way it, it's currently constructed. Like, yeah, we were the historically the, the number one offensive team last year but um yeah i'm, I'm kind of like davion's obviously not that that, that level of playmaker that, that fox is but i kind of feel like you you take davion out and then you you put monk in and you kind of you know you, you're you're still not getting that really good playmaker and that and that good defender as well so um yeah i, I kind of like that call of of maybe looking at you know maybe hurt her in for Monk or something like that. So you've got that defense and you've got that playmaking. Because at the moment, we just don't have we, – we don't have a lockdown defender in, in that starting lineup. And, and you can call Mitchell a, a lockdown defender, but he, he's a he's a small point guard. He, he's very limited on, on who he can defend. And, and yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, it's, it's hard not to panic early, but I, I think it's definitely shining a light on this roster. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and Ben, by the way, my tweet earlier about about the trade machiners coming out in full force, you're not included in that because you trade machine like 24-7. You're all the time. So, And I love you for that. So <laughs> I hope you understand. Um, well, I'm one of the good ones, hey? <laughs> uh, of course, dude. You're family, Ben, for sure. Yeah, thanks, man. Reese, thanks, what's man. going on? Welcome. Hey, I was I was at the game. Okay, this is my first ever Kings game. Congrats. That's, that's dope. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, I was sitting next to a Kings fan. Um, that's from Sacramento born and raised. He was like, 
been to like 300 plus games. He said it's the worst one he's ever seen in person. And I was like, wow. That's amazing. But yeah, I just I just wanted to say that so y'all could grieve with me. Um, so what was it like? What were Rockets fans polite to you or, or were they giving you side eye? What's going on here? Yeah, I mean the atmosphere was like quite it was pretty bad. Like I can't lie, it was pretty average. I mean, but it's a Monday night. Um so I mean I couldn't I couldn't really expect a whole lot, but they they were nice. They didn't really I didn't really talk to them or anything, but um I was kind of close up near the bench, so I got some head nods from the players, so that was pretty cool. Oh, that's dope. Um, yeah, and, and is it me? I saw a lot of empty seats, honestly. Oh, yeah. Tons of empty seats. Tons of people moving down, for sure. Yeah, I don't think they realize that their team is actually formidable now. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we appreciate you calling in. Um, do you live in that area? I go to school. I go to school in Houston. Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad you went to the game. It's still fun, though. So, yeah, yeah, it was a cool experience. Yeah, awesome, Reese. We appreciate you calling in, man. Appreciate it. Again, it's unfortunate, you know. And and this isn't a knock on Katie. She was like, "Oh, and and King should be winning games. They're expected to win." But uh, I don't think this is a game. And I'll say this again. I'm sorry for saying the same thing time after time. But this is not a game that the Kings are expected to win. This is not the same Rockets. Yesterday's Rockets are not today's Rockets, right? Fat Joe Giff right now. Uh, again, shout out to Raphael Stone for making the right moves. I knew Udoka was the coach that coached those Celtics teams that whooped their ass by 30 time and time again every time we went to Boston two seasons ago. He knows how to game plan against us. So please, this is not the same Rockets. We know what Dylan Brooks could do. He is a King's killer. Every time we played the Grizz, he busted our ass all the time. Uh, he has unwavering confidence. Say what you want and, and let the Lakers fans tell you he's trash. I think if you really watch basketball, you know he's not a trash player. Fred Van Vliet, if I have to tell you how good he is, then you haven't been paying attention to the NBA. Fred Van Vliet is legit. They got Uncle Jeff Green. These are all great additions. They are basically the bean team Last year, the additions, new coach, new system, they are formidable. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I just wanted to say, like, I think that's the whole reason why we've lost these both games, that the Kings just underestimated the Rockets. And they and I understand, like, the coaching staff obviously prepares them for the game and everything. But the player themselves, I think that's where it lies. Like, they just underestimate it and they just – because we've come back from big um, deficits and everything like last year and everything is just like, they, they thought they could do that too. And it just hasn't been working out as well because we're just not shooting well. And on top of that defense is just not as um, up to par to how Mike Brown wants it after like having a terrible offense uh, deep, sorry, not offensive, very defensive rating last year as well. Um, ranked at the bottom of the league. So yeah, I think, a lot of the times, like I said, you cannot coach effort, and that's what it was about this game. Um, you just need to come come out better, come out uh, with a better mindset than whatever the heck tonight was and whatever what Saturday was. So yeah, I hope I'm not really worried. I'm not panicking either. It's just it sucks watching your team knowing like what they're capable of, and then them coming out and like shitting the bed. So it's just yeah, I just 
hope that we figure it out quickly. And even without Fox, like we can't just depend on him um, like we did last year. Like you want to um, give opportunity to other players as well as not having to put the load just on Fox. So I hope we'll figure it out sooner than later. Yeah, I will say, I mean, going back to last year when we started the season 0-4, um, I knew the team was different. They 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 weren't playing like bad games. It was really good, competitive. Um, so it wasn't a disappointing like 0-4 start like it normally would be. Uh, but these couple of games have been like really, really disappointing. Because again, we get it, we do not have Fox, but like these guys should be able to step up. And I'm I'm just really like I'm like at a loss for words, like how bad these two games back to back have been. Because again, like normally we'd have if we'd have a bad game, we'd come back and we'd at least play competitive and play a solid game, even if we w- you know would win or lose. But like to see this kind of performance back to back, it is a little worrisome and disappointing. Like I'm not hitting the panic button or anything like that. But when Sabonis only takes, I believe, I think he ended up taking four shots total tonight. I get he probably didn't play, you know, half of the, you know, second half. But it's like he's got to be more aggressive if Fox is not on the floor. Like he he needs to be selfish sometimes. He needs to get his own because especially if we are not hitting from three, he needs to get low and boy some guys down low and freaking dunk, like dunk on someone or do something. Um, get your hook shot going. Get the mid-range going. Like, he has to be more aggressive. Again, like Matt Barnes said in the freaking halftime show, he doesn't care if Sabonis is two from fucking ten. He would rather see that than, a you know, two for two, only taking two shots by halftime. So it's just, it's disappointing to see that. Right on. And uh, by the way, Harrison Barnes, and, and I will never pick on Harrison Barnes, but yeah, one for six from the field. He blanked. He had laid a goose egg from three. He had four attempts. Uh, really disappointing from almost everybody. I just hope too, like, because last year we were a better road team. So it's like disappointing to see like these two games, like how bad we've been. So I'm hoping like, you know, Wednesday when we get back home, it's a different kind of energy and they come out guns blazing. Cause we, we need to be better at home, like point blank period. Um, if we lose a few more games on the road, I'm okay with that. Uh, but we do need to be better at home. Especially cause next game is going to be against the trailblazers. And I know you don't like saying should when it comes to winning uh, daily against teams that you should win against. But if we lose against the Trailblazers, um, I might hit the panic button. Nah, you know what? I like Shaden Sharp too much to uh, and Jeremy Grant. Well, uh, they have some talent. Like, uh, See, I honestly feel like it, uh, most teams in the NBA are formidable. And all I expect, seriously, my only expectation is to be competitive. And you'll at least win half your games, if not more. This squad, anyway, should, to me. I didn't even say should. But, yeah, it's it's wild to me. I, I think Portland Good. is no joke either. Um, My one thing well, is you can't let uh, you can't let DeAndre Aiden punk you if you're Sabonis. After tonight, you cannot – you let Shane do it, you can't let Aiden punk you. You know what? Aiden just That's got true. punked by by my thick son, Kenneth Lawton Jr. So it's like <laughs> – and I, I love me some well, Kenneth Lawton Jr. So – yeah, no, I don't think I, I've never sweated DeAndre Aiden, and I they may that may be crazy to say or to even hear uh, on anybody else's part, but yeah, I don't sweat him at all. I do well, sweat I mean, Shaden Sharp. Don't lie, though. Though. What's up? The facts don't lie when it comes to DeAndre Aiden. He's been really good against the Kings. I mean, his mid range against us is like top fucking tier for some reason. Against everyone else, he's like he disappears, but against the Kings, 
like he gets up and he gets his mid range, like his mid range game going. So we cannot take DeAndre Ayton lightly, and we cannot take this Portland Trailblazers team lightly. They they are young. They want to, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to just go out and say like, oh, we're tanking. Oh, we want to suck this year. Like those guys have pride in being young and like coming together and playing for Chauncey Billups. So they are like a hundred percent going to be competitive on Wednesday. So the Kings absolutely have to be ready for that. Right on. I think we'll yeah, close well, one other thing, Go ahead, Jordan. One other thing. Um, I, I believe again, when it, when we talk about the 0-4 start last year, and then now we have the 2-4 start again this year, I think the biggest difference between that is that all those games were pretty competitive. Every single game. I don't know what's what's going on with this team. The way they look. Uh, the past couple of games, they just don't look in it. And I think this game was a reality check. Both of these games were a reality check. And I mentioned it earlier. You cannot come out of this of the of Saturday's game losing by 18 and then follow up with the worst performance against the same team after going through an hour of film after the game. This is a reality check for this Kings team. I think they'll pick it up against the Trailblazers, but you can't play like this without Fox. You have to be able to step it up. Sabonis has to step it up. I believe Keegan and Herder played uh, great tonight. Could have used it a little bit more, though. Yeah, and I hope people don't use Fox as as an excuse. I, I really think this team is deep enough to be competitive without Fox. I just don't know. Let somebody smarter than me uh, figure out what exactly is going wrong because, yeah, it, it's baffling to me. Yeah, when you think about it, they were better. They were even more competitive last year without um, without Fox. Oh, oh without Oliver Pieces, without Oliver Depth, right? Like, Yeah, you would think that, you know, with – People say it's a chemistry issue. I've seen that on my timeline a lot today, that people are saying, oh, it's a chemistry issue. Most of the team from last year is back. I don't see what the chemistry issue really is, other than Duarte and Vizenkov being in the lineup and McGee. I really don't see what the chemistry issue is. One game that comes to mind for me from last year is um, that we played really well without Fox was the game in Cleveland when we played the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. We had beaten them on our home floor. And we were losing to them by, I think, 11 points. They didn't score for like the last four minutes of that game. The Kings came back and won that game. Where is that team? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my question. And another interesting tidbit. I don't know if Liz said this or Liz was saying something that Katie said. I know Katie said this for sure. And she was saying how the Kings, you know, we'd let go of TD, who he had his ups and downs really inconsistent, but a part of it was just playing time in general. I think it's hard to go on a heater or just to be consistent if you have inconsistent minutes. But she was saying how, in a way, he was one of those people that could create his own shot. And now we don't have that luxury anymore. Granted, uh, I think Colby Jones in his own way can generate his own offense, not at at an elite level, but you know what? He can handle, uh, he has a move or two, he has a floater, he does hit shots. He doesn't have TD's twitchiness or anything like that, but I think that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I believe he TD was a very vocal part of this uh, team last year. And I hate to say it, but I think Metsu was as well. He may not have been good at the backup center's position, but at least he brought that fire off the bench. At least he was trying. At least he was going for rebounds even when he couldn't get them. At least he was blocking shots. He was a lob threat like McGee. I'm not saying that he's better than McGee. I believe that McGee is a perfect piece for this team. 
but we're missing Chimezi Metu's energy off the bench as well. I don't I don't think that Monk was the only person off the bench that was really good for us last year. I believe it was also TD and it was also Metu. The chemistry that that group built off the bench was very crucial to our success last year. Yeah, man, I, I think vibes are highly underestimated. And it's not shown up on the box score, but uh, what are you going to do? For sure, Jordan. So, Torino, uh, you were here when we decided that we're, we're going to hold steady on Kevin Herter and we're going to let at least a mini season of 10 games pass. Um, what's your take? Are, are you still holding steady on Kevin Herter or are you getting a little itchy? I'm holding steady, but. You know, I mean, the itch is definitely, you know, I mean, it's. I would be lying if I said it wasn't there. And it's not even just for him either. It's a, it's a few guys, but I'm definitely not, um, I'm not, I'm not going overboard as far as like, we need to get rid of them, we need to trade them, we need to do this, we need to do that. Because at the end of the day, there's somebody in a position who knows way more about this shit than any of us in this space does. So I trust that his assessment is is way uh light years ahead of ours so it's whatever he decides he needs to do to improve the team whether that's moving somebody whether that's you know whatever you know i um we gonna let him do that but me personally i'm not out on it because this is game six you know uh there's four and i'll and i'll even say about 15 games before i start to really you know, look at certain guys and say, oh, maybe they need to make a change, whether that's a lineup change or a trade or whatever. But, you know, I'm still um, kind of neutral right now. I hear you. Thank you, Torino. Appreciate you. And then I'll, I'll DM you. What We got to talk about Loki for sure. Yes, sir. Liz, Naima, any last words? Uh, flush this fucking game down the toilet. Like, do whatever you gotta <laughs> Delete do. Delete the footage. Yeah. And never look at it again. Like, watch the film. We can, we can just pretend it never happened. Like, <laughs> it fine. never happened, y'all. Let's just erase it from our minds. Tomorrow we wake up. We can, we can pretend it was just two G League teams. <laughs> hey, oh, Rockets didn't look like a G League team. They looked like the <laughs> fucking... We, we were are, the only we one looking like a G League team. No, we look like uh, the Guangdong Tigers or whatever the fuck uh, they it really like the uh, Guangdong Tigers and the Shanghai Sharks. That's what I'm going to replace these two teams. <laughs> Seriously, no. But you know what? If you guys uh, watch the whole game, I applaud you. You're all some real ones. Uh, so many people. I'm not saying any names. So many people were like, "I'm out." They quit on this team halfway through. I, I mean, still. I mean, uh, even though I was crying about it, like I was just laughing. I still lost it. Yeah, man, it, it's like it, it's the little things, and it, it's. I ran, I ran through the stuff. I seen, I seen the Kings lose by almost fifty against Boston that one season. I'm sorry. Yeah, and guess what, man? Imu Udoka was their coach that time. Imu Udoka was the coach. He's a Kings coach. Builder. Okay, if the, if if there's one thing that I do want to erase from my mind more than this game, it is the fact that Luke Walton was our head coach. Exactly. I was about to say that. I'm like, to be fair, Luke Walton was coaching, and was he, he wasn't coaching. He was really it was. In uh, coach- was he? No, he wasn't coaching that game. I think it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was because it was Buddy. Because Buddy yep. Hill was on the team that year too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it wait, was, was it Alvin coaching that game? I don't know. <laughs> this is this ain't your daddy's rock. Yeah. It's like somebody tweeted at me before. Uh, they're formidable. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, you guys are the best, though. We're out. That was hilarious. Um, don't don't sleep on Portland next game. I seriously don't sleep on any team. Don't, don't sleep don't on any. Watch. Anymore. We're going to fucking lose by 20 to Detroit. Watch. Exactly. Oh, God. (laughs)
I'm like serious. Durin get like 30 rebounds. Every time you watch, watch those stuff. radio shows, you're watching on YouTube live and, and they do that. Let's predict the next 10 games. And everyone says, oh yeah, they'll come back eight and two. I just shake my head. It's not even worth predicting games, man. It, it, it's not. Just it's all true. you can do is expect the Kings and want the Kings to play to their ability. And then good things will happen. Let's just say one more thing, everybody. Let is let us thank the basketball gods for ending our misery tonight. Let us just thank them. That was that was awful. That was terrible. Oh man! And you know what? I will say, and maybe it's his fault. Nick at night, Coach Nick has not come in here yet, so I think it's his fault. I'm going to blame these losses on him. He he's not keeping the vibes going. So hopefully we get a sleep beams next time. Who knows? Anyways, y'all, we're out. Appreciate you. Uh, take care. And, uh, you know, we'll get them next time. I don't know. All right. Peace. Good night, y'all. Good night.